PTQQs or PTQs? PPTQs? PPTQQs. PPTQs or PTQs? PTQQs. PTQs. 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 or these PPTQs. PTQs. PPTQs. PTQs. PPTQs. PPTQs. PTQs. PTQs. PTQQs. PTQs. PTQQ. PPTQ. PPTQs. PTQ. PTQQ. PPTQ. Two P's, one Q. PPTQ. 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 PPTQs. PPTQ. Q. PTQs. PTQ. PTQs. PTQ. PTQs. PTQ. PTQs. PPTQs. PTQQ. PPTQQ. Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode number 98. My name is CJ Schrader and with me as always, my two level-headed co-hosts. First off, we have Jess Dunks. Now is the time to panic. <laughs> and Brian Brillman. Yes, the sky is falling or not. We have to do I, two I episodes like this in a row. We do. We do. It's, it's, oh. I hope this keeps up. Every time there's a change, people download our show. Okay, that's, that's true. I'm, I'm change exhausted right now. So, so, so we're obviously talking about morph in uh, Kanza Tarkir. Right. I thought that's what we were going to be talking about. I can't about. wait till we do talk about that, but not today. So, we have a very special guest on. We have Joe Hito from Parts Unknown. Joe, hello. Hello. Hito? Hito? Uh, Hito. I mean, okay, not, not Hito. Hito. Huge toe. Huge toe. You could also just call me Hugho because that's what my name badge says. Okay. Hug? Hugho? Yeah, Sean left off the T. He didn't think it was important. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, tell us a little bit about Hi. yourself. Where are you from? Who are you? Uh, I'm, I'm an L2 from uh, Northampton, Mass, and I'm a software developer. Oh, me too. Oh, neat. It's a unique profession. <laughs> All right. Still laughing at the name tag. <laughs> oh, hugo. Oh. oh, hey guys, I was at uh, I was at San Diego Comic Con this weekend. Yeah, were you? Uh, I was. It was awesome. I, I actually uh, I didn't like announce that I was going to be there, but still, some of our listeners found out somehow. So thank you to those of you that came out and said hi. I listened to your podcast. That was awesome. Uh, while I was working the magic events there. Oh, do you? Is there any way that we can turn this into a panel? That's what I was about to say. I've considered. I've been like, if I go to DragonCon and be like, hey, what if we're like in just some back room somewhere? Will you give us a panel? Because I've listened to panels of just random podcasts. I'm down. Heard. Let's do it. I'd be like, how how do you get a panel? Like, could we have a I mean, cast live at this point? It's probably too late, but we can email them next year, maybe. That would be weird. Would you guys? Hey, listeners, would you come to a panel by us at a at a, a con like what's what's the con dragon con dragon, dragon con. con is in atlanta uh san diego comic-con is also obviously an extremely popular convention yeah so i was mentioning dragon uh, con because it's relative to san diego comic-con it's small but it's also closer to me yes y- yes <laughs> i mean i i had so much fun though i got i got to wait all night in line for the yeah for the, the planeswalker set in fact for those of you that don't know how this works because i know a lot of people don't i didn't actually wait in line all night and then buy a planeswalker set I waited on in line all night to go to the booth where they give me a ticket that says I can wait in line for the Planeswalker set. It's dedication. Wait, what? Yes, you get a ticket. You wait in line to get a ticket that says you can go wait in line after this time. And, and the sooner you... you get a ticket, the sooner you can go wait in that line. 
You'd think they could just skip to the part where you wait in the original line. So did you go yeah. wait in a line so that you could be one of the first to wait in the line to buy the item itself? Like, yep. Like I'm talking or, triple but, line here. So and it was the Hasbro line. It wasn't the Wizards of the Coast line. But, but so what why? I didn't know is that if I'd just gone to the Transformers preview, they'd have given me one of those tickets. No. Yeah, but that's, that's I think I'd rather wait in line. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait in line all night? We'll watch a Michael Bay preview. Wait in line all night? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I mean. So I should mention our topic today. So we were going to do, I don't know, something else. <laughs> but Spoilers. We're not telling. Yeah, we'll do it in the future. But <clears throat> there's been a lot of major news topics coming out over the past few days, especially. And uh, our last episode, we covered like the L2 changes, which are also major news things. But now we've had a few more. And we're like, you know what? We got to dedicate another episode to these things. So we're going to dedicate this episode to talking about those and reading some emails that we've been skipping for a little bit. So it's a good catch up show. Catch up ketchup hey have you seen yeah. those ketchup bottles with trivial pursuit on them and then every time you turn them around and you think there's gonna be a trivial pursuit question but there's not no i guarantee is, at least is 50, it a troll at least 50 listeners out there just went yes i know exactly what you're talking about so wait there's a kit there's a ketchup bottle with a question on it so, and then you turn it around and there's no answer on, no 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 on the front it says trivial pursuit so you naturally assume on the back of this bottle there's going to be a question because you're trivial pursuit why wouldn't you put a trivia question I mean, like, I don't even read the ketchup bottle. Like, I'm not even sure there's going to be the ketchup that comes out of it most of the time. <laughs> so on the back, there's a QR code, like the, the cruelest, the cruelest troll. I, I think the cruelest troll would really be if there was a question on the front and then no answer. No answer anywhere. on the back. No answer. It just had like a QR, QR symbol or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. you had to like log on and give your address or social security or whatever to get the answer. It says moops. Because Google's not a thing. Hey, so these Coke cans that have people's names on them. <laughs> okay, we'll get back to the topic soon, though. Yes. What's what's up with that? I don't understand that marketing campaign. I don't know, but it seems to work. We're talking about it right now. I mean, I know somebody that handed me one that said BFF. Oh, nice. And I was like, and I was like, I barely know you. This is this Coke can is now awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was trying to get your purple-eyed garooks. Yeah. Oh my God, the purple-eyed garook is so amazing. For those of you that, that that didn't see this, I posted it on Facebook. For, for those that didn't see this, it's uh, they have the the Funko Pop Planeswalker figures, right? And at Comic Con, I got an exclusive one that is Garuk the Veil Cursed and has purple eyes and a different color scheme. And so far as I know, only eight of them are available. I could be wrong about that, but it, but uh, I know it's extremely limited slash exclusive, and eight of them are given out at this event, and I got two of the eight. Nice. So did you did you have to wait in line for that? No, that was it. So what happened is uh, they had a special event at the Geek and Sundry panel. Or it wasn't even a panel, the Geek and Sundry Lounge, uh, where uh, they ran uh, kind of last second. The Watsi brand team organized this this magic event. And they had Mark Rosewater there and some of the other the R&D people. And they had some other uh, gaming celebrities and whatnot there. And uh, the so the, the EV on this event is extremely high. And I did not know it was happening until I asked the organizer, hey, what are you, uh, you know, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm, I'm about to go off site for this event. And I go, do you need help with this? And he's like, no, I, we, we got it. Are you working right now? I'm like, no, 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 I don't, you know, I'm off shift until tomorrow. And he goes, you should come to this event. I'm like, uh, why? He's like, just trust me. You should come to this event. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I guess I'm coming to this event. And I got two purple eyed Garricks and 
expect to get a hefty sum on eBay for them. Cool. I would like to talk to you after we finish recording about just the Comic-Con in general. Cause... Oh, man, there was so – I have a lot to talk about. It. In fact, okay. at some point, like, it was such a new experience. At some point, I'd like to do a Convention Magic episode. Um, I think there's enough to talk about that that could be a thing. Yeah, it's it's very different from, like, comp events or even FNMs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I, like – it's regular ARL to the extreme. I've never done it before because it's always been, you know, just like – a wrong wrong place wrong time kind of thing i mean i'd get questions i'd get players that would be like all right so judge hold on i have this question I'm a, so if i attack him with this guy that's a three one and he blocks with this guy to one three what happens yeah and i'd explain it and they go oh we've been doing it really wrong then <laughs> and i'm like i actually enjoy that and it was no it was a blast but like that was not the exception. That was the rule, and so it was just an, an entirely different experience than store magic of any kind. And, like uh, and, and it was very different, very neat, a lot of fun, and exhausting because I may have stayed up all night in a line for Hasbro stuff. All right, and then only to get in a line again. So I yes. let us stay off topic for ten minutes. This is like all right, an so... old episode right now. All right. Let's All right. let's do it. Let's talk about the exemplar program. That's the first uh, of the big news items. Okay. Should we just rip the band-aid off? What do you no, I actually so the there's no band-aid to rip off. This program is amazing. Yeah, the program is very no, no, nice. No. I was just gonna say start with the start with the the bad news. Nah, and that's, then, that's totally there actually, separate. There, there is no bad news. If you think there is bad news in this, nah, you nah, are nah. either mistaken or blowing it out of proportion. The example is, is, is its own thing. Fair. We'll get to the next thing. <laughs> All right. All right. So the idea is it's, it's kind of um, so right now, like a regional coordinator can be like, I'm going to recognize you and uh, can send you judge foils. That's kind of the system right now for recognition foils, as we usually call it. Well, it's not just regional coordinators. It's it's the regional coordinators and the L4 pluses. Okay. Uh, they get they get uh, uh, about four times a year or three times a year, roughly once per pro uh, around the pro tour. Okay. They collect a list of judges to send uh, uh, recognition foils to. Okay. And you can be recommended uh, uh, or recognized one, two, th- three times maybe for, for work by these various L4s and, and the RCs. The tendency is um, the L4s tend to recognize the judges who are helping the L4s out on L4 projects and programs and stuff like that. And the, the RCs have, have their own criteria. So the group of judges who get these overall is very small. Uh, and this exemplar program is an extension of this concept. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. So it's 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 much more far-reaching. Yes. So the the goal. Okay. So I'll, we'll just we'll just read from the uh, uh, the official announcement. The goal of the exemplar program is to recognize the contribution uh, that judges make to the magic community. The aim is to grow the quality of judges through peer recognition and provide positive examples for others to follow providing examples of judges who exhibit good behavior and provide a positive impact on the judge community. The belief is all judges will have role models and clear examples of conduct, which, uh, which will improve the quality of judging globally. So the goal is to have a peer recognition system of judges that you think are a positive example so that others can see um, who see 
who is getting recognized and and then you'll you'll be able to learn from these people and grow and then maybe next cycle you'll be one of these people that gets recognized and the the, the public announcement is a pretty big part of this too yes so uh this this peer recognition system what is what is that well doesn't that just mean that because we're all friends we're going to recognize each other for foils constantly well well obviously I mean, that's clearly how that works. I mean, I, I, I also don't mind saying if you recommend us, you can be a guest on the show. Right. <laughs> right? So, so, so Joe gets a foil, and TJ gets a foil, and, and Brian, I guess, gets oh, a foil. Yeah. I mean, for equality. So for the record, <laughs> no, this is not how this is going to work. Yeah, right. We're completely <laughs> kidding. Unless you really do it, and then maybe we'll try and work something out. No, no, <laughs> completely kidding. No. Um, so what they what they've decided to do is uh, they're going to do a a a dry run of this with the L3s uh, later this year, but to kind of work out the kinks. Um, but the goal is that L2 judges, L2 plus judges will be able to decide what they want to base these uh, recognition uh, this recognition on and they will be able to provide so many times per year and they will be able to provide a number of recognitions or, or, or names people they want to recognize uh, and they will go into the into a review process and really what you do is you just say however many recommendations you get they haven't provided that information as to how many you know but let's say let's let's say it's let's say it's one per level okay you get you get you're you're a level two uh you get to make uh one recommendation uh for each level so two i mean i'm just throwing this number out there you would say well i want to recognize this l1 because he's doing He's, and then write a two-sentence description. He's working very hard growing his community. Uh, he's a workhorse. He's got positive attitude. And he is a role model to his local, his, his player community. I see great things and want to, want to encourage uh, that behavior. Then you have, you can recommend, hey, this L3 at a GP really helped uh, uh, mentor me in this particular situation. I was having problems with this particular concept. I wasn't getting it, and they explained it in a, in a concise way. Uh, and, and they do that with other people, too. This person deserves recognition for that. And then they go off into the big spreadsheet in the sky, and people review them to make sure that no one is abusing the system. Okay, And then... Uh, Reco, you know, whatever, whatever survives that process. Again, we don't know. Okay, they will get uh, recognition foils, judge foils, recognition judge foils, and uh, along with an official announcement that has everyone that received it and why. Okay, your write-up will be provided on that. So if you are trying to game the system and providing a weak reco for your bro, people will see it. <laughs> so just do a strong reco for your bro. <laughs> Yep. So, did I miss anything on that? No, I just want to talk about why the sky is not falling about this. But you okay. even covered a lot of that. But um, <clears throat> I think I think something people are missing is uh, this would let people get or let level ones get judge foils that they normally wouldn't get by attending a GP. Like this expands the amount of people who can receive judge foils. It does not make it smaller. Oh, and one other one other crucial point. Um, 
Uh, well, we haven't really gotten to it yet, mm-hmm. then, so I'll, I'll get to it in a bit. Uh, one, one thing that concerns me about this is what happens if you're one of those L1s that isn't near an L2? What do you do? See, okay. I think so. All right. I think that on this episode, there's going to be a few times where <laughs> I'm going to give my own personal opinion more than I would uh, on most episodes of JudgeCast, <laughs> where generally we just we, we say the JudgeCast opinion. You're, co- you're company man. Yeah. <laughs> Normally I am um, in public. So. <laughs> It might your opinions that you express on this show are not your opinions. Yeah, half the time, maybe. (laughs) So a concern I've seen is people are like, well, this is a popularity contest. The more popular judges are going to get recognition. And to me, like if a judge is very popular, either they're very, very bad judges or usually (laughs) they're very, very good. Like they have done a lot of things that would make other people notice them um, or they really, really screwed up. But most of the time, they've done a lot of really good things that have made people notice them. And that's why I don't understand the, these popularity concerns. I don't think anyone is like is popular is a popular judge because they are a popular judge because they're with the cool kids clicks or anything like that. Yeah. No, normally, normally judges are, are are popular because they're good judges. Like, uh, I don't know, let's take, take John Alderfer for an example, right? He's very popular. Yep. Everyone knows who John Alderfer is, or most people do, or, or Ricky from JudgeCast. Like, everyone knows who Ricky is, and that's because he's a good judge, and he gets out there, and, and, he, and he leads the charge on, on you know, feedback or, or whatever. Uh, so if you're some random L1 without an L2 around you, and you're just, like, doing a great job at your store, that's great. I don't know if that would make you exemplar, in my opinion. Well... There, there's there's other things that you can do. So so to 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 answer I guess Joe's question or the, his concern is there are other ways to be involved and to get recognized. And we we tell you um, talk to your RC, let your RC know what's going on. Um, you know they're still involved in this process. Uh, talk to your local talk to even if you don't have an L two nearby, talk to them online. I mean yeah you know. With Facebook, uh, instant messaging, uh, if you want to use a telephone and actually call and talk to them, there are, you know, IRC uh, uh, forums, stuff like that. There, It is easier now than ever in the history of mankind to talk to people who are further away from you. So do it. Um, you know, don't don't let don't let. Ah. Uh, oh, I don't live near uh, an L2. Stop you from doing great things. Okay. Normally, if you do great things, you let people know that you're doing great things. So you don't have to like be, uh, you know, brag. But you know, hey, I'm doing X, Y, Z. I could really use some advice on how to do Y better. Okay. You ask somebody on on Facebook, they're gonna suddenly open up a dialogue. You're gonna get talking to them. You know, maybe something will come out of it. Maybe not. Yeah. But you if, at least what? If, if anything, it just brings you more into the program. Because yeah. before you were one of these isolated people, you were you know running F and M's and all, all that sort of stuff. Um, but now you're going to be talking to other judges, and then you're not isolated anymore. You might be isolated physically, but you're talking to other people, and that's that's good, even if you don't get foils out of it. Right. Uh, I mean, look at this. I talk I talk with CJ frequently. I think we've worked at two events together yeah, in probably, the last five years. It's probably shockingly few, actually. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I was just thinking while we were talking about that, I was like, I can think of one L one in in my region 
uh, in my state who I have never worked with, but I would I would recommend him. And, and that's just because I, I know about what he's doing. Like and, and he's never you know, he's not contacting me directly, but because he's doing a good job, you can kind of hear about it. It is weird that we have never judged together. Well, we did the last one was Atlanta like two years ago. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so... you, you, I, I was what? No, it was probably Pro Tour Philly, wasn't it? No, no, no. it was the SCG Atlanta. I was head judge. Oh, SCG, yeah. You were on coverage, so we never saw That's each other. That's right. Yeah. That so even time. though we worked together, we didn't really. <laughs> you just got absorbed into that black hole. Yeah. Um. So so basically. Uh, and and to, to CJ's point where he was talking about uh, a, a popularity contest, um, a lot of times in the in the judge program, the the things that make you popular are the things that make you a good judge. You know, being accessible, being willing to help people, being a charismatic person. Those are all things that make you popular. There are other things that make you popular for the wrong reason. Okay. Um, I mean, there are. Yeah. Um, hopefully, the people making these recommendations will be able to tell the difference. And because you have to provide justification for your recommendation, um, and it gets and it's going to get reviewed by the RCs and the L4 plus judges, um, you'll be able to be. You know, if your reco is is horse hockey, <laughs> then you're going to get called on it. Horse hockey. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to bullpucky? Oh, oh, sorry, bullpucky. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we we discussed the level of profanity I could use yes. before horse, the show. And, horse hockey is a more interesting visual, anyway. I do like horse hockey a lot. <laughs> okay. Yes, and that was that was what we settled on. All right, let's talk about the big one now. I just have this image of like Canadian Mounties trying to play hockey while <laughs> mounted. Really, I just I just have the horses themselves trying to play hockey, like yeah. with it's a hockey hard stick in their mouth. Yeah, really, they can't really walk. Well, just imagine when they, you know, what they have to do to get sent to the penalty box. Oh, this is the best Budweiser commercial ever. You ever be like, hey, quit <laughs> horsing around? <laughs> um, so these judge foils that are being given out, and again, we don't know the quantity, we don't know the frequency. All of this is going to be announced later. Uh, and this this program is going to start at the beginning of of 2015. Where do these judge foils Where are these judge foils coming from? Printing presses. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, yes, printing presses. Thank you. you know, well, see, when when um when a mama judge foil dark confidant loves a daddy judge foil Genesis, they get together and they have baby judge foil caridors. <laughs> So did you mention, uh, you might have mentioned this and I missed it, but did you mention the time frame that all this is happening in? Yeah, 2015 is where it starts. The whole program-wide version starts, and then they're doing yes. the L3 tryouts, right? Well, I guess very soon. Right, and I think it's a, it's important to stress that, again, this is not a sudden change. It, you know, it's another five months before this goes program-wide. Mm -hmm. yep. And um, I, I think one thing to mention, too, is I've seen, I think, both Andy Hecht and Scott Marshall both say, you know, it might be a little rocky at first, right? But they're going to change it. They're going to improve it. Um, I think right. it'll all work out. I think the exemplar program will be will be a great program. Right, right. And and judge judge foils were initially the purpose for them was recognition. Yes. Okay. They have over time morphed into something else. So uh, they have they have morphed into a form of compensation at grand prix. Yes. So. So, so now, 
So, so all the foils, all the, yeah, these just the like foils so, so the, that are being allocated. I'm sorry, what? Uh, I was going to say that brings us to the next point, which is that this is now going to be, along with judge conferences, the only way to get judge foils. Yep. Um, so let's. So this is this is why people are reacting and saying the sky is falling. Okay, because there are the the implications of no no judge foils at GPs. Well, judges had a tendency to sell those foil packs for travel to to pay for their plane ticket or their hotel room or their whatever. Um, and that's no longer going to happen or they, they're no longer going to get those foils to sell. So uh, does that mean judges can't go to GPs anymore? We can't afford to go because we can't afford the plane tickets to travel. What what end of world cats and dogs living together? What's going on? Help me somebody. Uh, I'm I'm curious what happened when they took them away from SCG events. Wasn't that a thing? Um, I, yeah, was... actually, I do remember that being yeah. a thing. I remember the first SCG open that that didn't get foils. Uh, I was on staff for that, and we didn't know we weren't going to get foils until we got there. Uh, right, that was a and, huge thing, and it, that was uh, that was San Jose in like 2011. I want to say. Maybe 2012. I don't remember the year, but it was a uh, Star City Games open in San Jose, and they were just like, "Sorry, we don't have foils for you because Wizards of the Coast didn't give them to us." So, so if you're complaining about about this being a, a sudden change, they're warning us five months out. Yeah, once again, this will start at the start of next year. Right, right. The GP schedule is not tickets out. for any of these GPs yet. Nobody like, knows when they are or where they are. Yeah. So they've, they've pushed this out in what I would say is an appropriate and timely fashion. And I think it's so, important to note that, like, people still judge opens. It's not like people stopped yeah. because the comp wasn't good. And what and what did Star City do with the open comp when they stopped giving judge foils? They changed and increased the compensation. And, and they even they, toyed with it a little bit. They played with it until they found something that worked for judges. Right. And, and GP tournament organizers are going to be doing the same thing. You're going to see they're not going to be just like, well— Okay, you're getting a box, and we hope that covers your flight. Like, <laughs> no, that's not what's going to happen. Uh, I, I can't speak to exactly what's going to happen, but the tournament organizers are well aware of the fact that they're going to need to compensate the judges appropriately, and there will still be appropriate compensation for judges. It just won't be in the form of judge foils, and it will come from the people you're actually working for, the tournament organizers, instead of the judge recognition program. And the so, judge recognition program will actually be used to recognize awesome judges. Like, this is an awesome change all around. And, and it's been it's been for a while. It's the concept is when you when you work a GPT, when you work a PTQ, when you work a Star City Open, who's paying you? The TO is. Okay. So now when you're working a GP, who's paying you? The TO is. Okay. And when they put the call out, read the application, read what you're going to be compensated, and then make a decision as to whether or not that compensation is sufficient. And if it is great apply if it's not stay back home I, I i made this post on facebook stay back home and be the second judge at a comp rel event so that l1 can get his 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 requirements for l2 met so kind and and let me point out that this is actually better for gp judges because well, even if even if the compensation is less than what some of the foil packets are, and I'm not saying it will be, I'm just saying what even if that's the case, some of the foil packets have been awful <laughs> in recent years. 
and, and fair. you don't have to play the variance game of, well, I hope the foil packet is enough to cover my flight. You could know upfront ahead of time how much you'll be getting for this yeah. GP. Or, or is this, is this, is the, is the foil packet going to rotate? Is this, is this the GP that it's going to rotate? Because if it does, then I, I'm going to get like another hundred dollars. But if it's not, then I'm, I'm, I'm not. Well, and, what do I do? And, what and do also, I do? What do I do? If, if you sell your packet right away, as soon as you get it, you might get a higher price than if you're, you know, busy on sides or something and you can't get over to the vendors right away. That, yes. Yeah, that always kind of, uh, this is personal opinion CJ episode. <laughs> that always <laughs> bugs me where judges are like, hey, I'm supposed to be on the floor, but I'm going to go flip this packet instead. And I'm like, or worse than that, we'd have judges that would, instead of being on the floor, go around to all the vendors so they could put together a list right. of how to get the best price. And it's like, well, I know you're doing that for the judges, so I'm not going to say anything, but that's effort that should be on the floor. Yeah, it's bad form. But now you don't need to worry about that because yep. you're going to know the number ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think what people are there are people that are freaking out because they're not going to get foils at GPS anymore. What they're they're missing is they're going to know ahead of time what they're getting and they're going to get actual compensation. It's all good. It's all everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. You know, mostly I, I would just echo what Brian said. Like if you look at the compensation and it's not worth it to you, don't go. You're not. And, being forced to judge anything yep and and the foil distribution is going to reflect the whole program not just gp warriors as sean katnese told me about this he 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 was explaining how this is going to work to me and, and and that sounds awesome um you know there are a lot of judges i know who put in a lot of effort i've got guys who come to every single one of my pre-releases and i can rely on them to do whatever they want and still run an awesome event. And I'm like, oh, that guy wants to run my midnight event? I'm definitely letting him because he's awesome. But he never goes to GPs. Yeah. Why shouldn't he get rewarded for doing awesome work with the, the judge recognition program? And now we can. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, I had one so other what's, point. One other what's next up? Oh, I had one other point I want to make on this, but now I've forgotten. If I, if I could pull back the curtain here for a second, we've lost Brian, and I'm trying to get that to work. But... <laughs> Um, you just broke the fourth wall. We're I done. did. People understand that sometimes not everything goes that right. Is, that's a judge cast first right there. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it was, like, it was like the most beautiful point in the world, I'm sure. Oh, well. I'll get back to it, I'm sure. Well, we judge for the GPs. Oh, yeah. I want to just take a second to mention that this isn't like the L4s and L5s got in a room and were like, you know what would be great? If we didn't give judge foes at GPs anymore. Uh, this is a decision from Wizards. And basically, the L4s and L5s had to do something. The The options here, as far as I understand from articles I've read, and by the way, links to everything we're talking about will be in the show notes, uh, is basically judge foes for GPs are going away. Either you guys can come up with something or not. And, uh, and that's why they came up with the exemplar program so that we could still have judge foils out there. So probably so you can do exemplary work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See what I did. I wonder there. if they're going to make a, a new judge foil based on night exemplar just to <laughs> roll up the program just, and disappoint just, everyone. Just to do a kickoff. <laughs> so a couple other sets of changes. Uh, this one, next one's pretty small because I don't think anyone's complaining about it, but maybe they are. Uh, there are changes to the Grand Prix coming up. Uh, basically, we're going to have eight more GPs. And could you guys hear that? Do I have to bleep that out now? Yeah, a bit. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you don't swear. I'm sorry. My wife is standing on the other side yelling, and now I had to bleep it out. <laughs> and who else was laughing there? Is that on your side, Joe? Yeah, that's my wife. That's funny. 
Well, what I miss? Not yelling expletives. Aww. Yeah, thank your wife for not yelling expletives while I'm recording. <laughs> That's what you missed, Brian. Not that you ever disconnected, wink. Anyway, we're going to have eight more GPs, and now all the GPs, uh, the not-team GPs, are going to have exactly 15 rounds. Uh, I didn't know that wasn't standard. I mean, they for uh, Moscow, I believe it was fewer. Is it is it for the smaller GPs? They don't have fifteen. The, the, the that w- it was capped at fifteen, but okay. it wasn't standardized at fifteen. So the smaller GPs, like the ones that happened in Australia, you know, those uh, those ones that have like less people than my PTQ, um, they can they can be you ca- have fifteen rounds as well. So your tiebreakers will be brutally important. Okay. Did we move on? We're talking about GPs. Oh yes. Did you want to talk about judge foils anymore? Uh. I think- I, I just con- really hope I agree. Spoils aren't going away. Yeah, we mentioned that start. Conference spoils are still here, and it'll start next year. Um, and I, uh, I agree with Joe that Knight Exemplar should be uh, possibly a judge foil. Also, Supreme Exemplar should be a judge foil. All of them. Just so. So, that- so what you're saying is that you're on Gather right now, and you searched Exemplar too. <laughs> <laughs> what about well, the German card? They could also the- give out. Yeah, they could also give out German Gather specimens. <laughs> Exemplary begukachin. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So I haven't heard any complaints about additional GPs. I don't know why anyone would be mad about that. I mean, it's going to make my weekends more busy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Once again, you don't have to judge. Like, I think that's the point. I just want to shake some people and just be like, you don't have to judge. I mean, is this a thing that people weren't considering? Like, if you go to an event, you should make sure that you're not going to lose tons of money. I I don't know. I that don't is think definitely a thing people were considering. In fact, I've had people show up at my GP's work and go, so what was the comp for this event again? Yeah, like, but right. I, I mean, I do that when it's like a local GP, right? And I just don't care because I'm there for the GP. I, I don't really, you know, whatever. The boxes go in my trunk and I move on with my life, but I don't but know. But the, the, the people putting up the applications don't just like writing lots of words. They put stuff <laughs> because it's important and you should probably read it yeah i would like to i'd like to refute that i actually it's actually both i i also i like writing lots of words just love words love words all the words all right you should should do an international gp so you can write in two languages twice the number of words well i mean depending on the language it might be just like symbols and stuff yeah because they don't call them words no they don't Oh man i haven't submitted a cover letter that's a foreign language yet (laughs) you should you send it through Google Translate and then translate it back into English yeah. and see how it comes out. <laughs> All so right. It turns out that it's really funny when you do that. So let's talk about the PTQQs and the RPTQs. I think you mean PPTQs? PPTQQs. The, the PPTQs and the RPTQs. The Pro Tour Qualifier Qualifiers. No, they're, they're, they're preliminary. Yeah. The preliminary Pro Tour Qualifiers and Regional Pro Tour Qualifiers. Regionals right. is coming back. <laughs> the, the, PT, the PTQQ is just what people were calling it because QQ is funny. Yeah, and that's what the name of it. That is the JudgeCast officially supported name, PTQQ. No, it's not. No. So, so I didn't know what the QQ meant before today, so I had, I had to look it up. Less and, QQ, uh, more pew pew. I ended up on Urban Dictionary and then spent Uh-oh. more time there than I should have. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's like a filthy Wikipedia right there. I mean, isn't that like self-explanatory? Like, I went to Urban Dictionary and spent more time there than I should have. Well, yes, because you went to Urban Dictionary. Like, <laughs> uh, All right. Tell us about them, Jess. Uh, so I am very excited about this personally because I love to play magic, right? Hmm. Uh, unlike 
some of some of the other judges that I know. Um, what this is is uh, so let's let's first of all talk about why they've changed it. So there there were a couple of problems with PTQs as they existed before today, and one of those problems is that as I'm sure if you follow PTQs at all, you've known there have been some PTQs that haven't been quite up to the standards that we want. Uh, some stores have run PTQs that that maybe were they had to turn people away or. They didn't have the space, or their space wasn't good enough for the PTQ, or or whatever. Or no air conditioning. Uh, or no yeah, they'd have no air conditioning, and, and two hundred people in a room that's capacity was one hundred and ninety, like uh, or you know a hundred, and you just end up with these these situations that weren't weren't great. And now PTQs have been split up into two groups. So you what it is is you can play in a preliminary PTQ, which is a store level event. And these will be a lot more common. There will be a lot of them. So you will have smaller numbers. Uh, and there will be, there'll be approximately 3,100 of them worldwide, according to Wizards of the Coast. And then there will be a regional PTQ that that qualifies you for if you win. And the regional PTQ, there will be 31 of them worldwide. They will be held on the same weekend. You can only play in one. So if you're like, well, this one's on a Saturday and the next one's on a Sunday, I'm going to play in both. <laughs> you can't do that. But you can play anywhere in, in your at any regional BTQ. If you qualify, if I qualify in California, and then I want to play the regional BTQ in in New York, if there is one in New York, I assume there is, uh, I can do that. Um, but what's great about these is it's not just the winner. There's a lot of variance with PTQs. I've seen a lot of PTQ top eights where from from season to season you have the same guy getting second place four or five times in a row. And just just couldn't quite get there with PTQs. He was a very consistent player. Well, with the regional PTQs. The top four qualify for the Pro Tour. And if there are more than 128 players in that PTQ, the top eight qualify. Nice. So yep. it's it's going to be very sweet. And these regional PTQs will be held by larger organizers that have a, a, a track record of doing this very well. So so who is, you said that there's going to be lots of these PTQs or these PPTQs. PTQs. The preliminary, the P, the PPUs. The preliminary qualifiers will be run by... Uh, advanced and advanced plus level stores and if you don't know what that means that means basically if your store can run a grand prix trial your store will probably also be able to run a preliminary pro tour qualifier an informal poll in georgia says that that's basically every store uh, it's most magic stores. like every store yeah. now, now let's now let's ask let me ask this because this is going to tie in potentially to another recent podcast we had um who who is going to be able to head judge the because L1s can head judge GPTs? Who is able to going to be able to head judge these uh these PPTQs? What's because right now PTQs they basically say they want certain sizes, they want an L3, uh, and under a certain size, you can have you know an experienced L2, like one of those I'm, ones. I'm not sure if there's if there's an official policy yet. There is. There is. There is. Is there is there an official policy? I, 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 I had a that. feeling Brian was leading you into a question that you may not have known the answer to, but right, oh, Helene I didn't did answer see this announcement. Yeah. But uh, but apparently there's an official policy, and even if there wasn't, it would be highly encouraged that an L2 would head judge these. That's correct. Yes. Which which if you remember on our last Sky Is Not Falling podcast, Mr. Turner made a comment saying one of the goals of the L2 redefinition was to get uh, uh, the L2s to be able to head judge an 80-person comp rel event. <laughs> 
which if you think what the size of these PPTQs is, the estimate, okay, is going to be, is, oh, look at that, about 80 people. It's almost like they saw this coming. Yes. So those those two things, the L2 redefinition and rolling out of these PPTQs and the head judge requirements for them link up very, very nicely. And that's, and that's, you know, we don't have any, any sort of official announcement saying that, but they, they connect too perfectly to not be related. Yeah. I think the people that noticed that like really appreciated it. Like there are a lot of comments on Facebook about how, you know, these, these are going to be these events that they, the L2s have been trained for, which is, it's nice. It's nice to see things fit together. It's like, there's a plan to give us faith. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> Uh, these will begin in December, I believe, of this year. Uh, look at the schedule. It looks like they're going to start in f- January. Like oh, they big. they had a little they had a little a little a little pic- picture on one of the one of the web pages that came out today, and I think they've got the July Pro Tour preliminary Pro Tour qualifier season. Looks like it runs from January to March in 2015 yeah they're they're going to uh unless i misunderstand this they're going to correlate with the planeswalker points season so if you're a competitive magic player uh, and you follow the planeswalker points season it should be the same so i mean all i'm referencing is the big bolded line that say the first round of preliminary ptqs will begin in december of 2014 and will run until february of 2015 see this is what happens when you read all the words See, I'm looking at the picture beneath it. Because See, I that's... didn't read the picture. I just read the words and then sounded unsure just to, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to ask questions on the show, but I didn't think you would you would so vehemently be incorrect with me. Oh, so them's fighting words. <laughs> yeah, that's fighting words. Vehemently. Well, you'll have to catch me at an event that we'll never be t- at together. Uh, hey, SCG Atlanta's next month. You know, I've been at I've been at one event with Jess there, so we've never worked together though. No, that's true. And this may happen at some point. Some point. Who knows? Wait, will you be in Salt Lake City? I actually might not. I didn't <laughs> apply. <laughs> well, I'll be in Salt Lake City. The trend the trend continues. That's the furthest um, west I'm ever going. It's a possibility that I will. I have to talk to the judge manager and ask some questions uh, about timing. But um, you are setting bad examples. <laughs> okay. What do you mean I'm setting bad examples? Being like I didn't apply, but I can talk to the JM. I can get on there. Don't worry. We, we want people to apply. Absolutely, yeah. we want people to apply to events. But if you're all three, the rules don't apply to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, when, I was, when I was JM and I had L3s like apply like a half a day late, oh, I, I fed them so much horse pucky. Horse oh, pucky. I, I, expect, I expect to get some horse hockey about it. <laughs> but, uh, what's and that? Just open wide, I'm feeding you I so mean, much. I, I I expect yeah for sure and I've done it too because I think it I, was like you're L three how did you get to be L three and not know the rules for GP applications hmm. so funny story about that oh, great <laughs> story story time with Professor Dunks yeah um, <laughs> if that was a separate so, podcast I'd listen to it <laughs> you you includes it'd be it'd be Doctor Science and Professor Dunks yeah I like it oh I love it I love it um so. Before I became L3, uh, I, and I, my situation is unique because of, of the position that I've had with Channel Fireball and our GPs. So, so obviously, I didn't apply to any of the GPs that I was running with Channel Fireball because it was just kind of assumed that I was going to be there. 
And before that, two of the GPs that I had attended, I was conscripted onto staff the same day. And then for Richmond, uh, I hadn't applied, and then their attendance exploded. So I, I emailed the judge manager, and I was like, do you need more people? And they went, yes, please come. Yeah. And so so the truth is I've actually applied to fewer – like I've applied to and attended fewer GPs than I have not applied to and attended. <laughs> okay. For the listeners at home, do not do what do Jess not, does. Do not do that. <laughs> it's it's bad example story time with Professor Dunks. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Let's make this a regular segment. I'm down for that. I'll do it. I'll do a bad example. example Last time we tried a regular segment, it was the we do a random card and talk about rules, and it failed so bad we never did it again. Did we? Yeah, once. It may have been on an episode you weren't on. That's how old it would be. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Uh, Anyway, just to summarize PTQs. So, like Jess already covered, we're going to have the PTQQs, which feed into the regional PTQs, which feed into the Pro Tour. And every advanced or advanced plus store can run a PTQQ or PPTQ. Uh, so we're going to see a lot more of those in, in any given area. I would wager. Um, they get to run one per one per season. One per season. Uh, staffing yeah, I, them is going to be interesting. I, I, know, I know that our store is very excited about that. I mean, we're a pretty small store. Yeah. And these these sound like you know a bigger deal than GPTs. And GPTs have a, have a difficult time firing. Yeah, I think so. But I think having you know 30, 40, 50 people come to our store. Is going to be really awesome for us, so we're really excited about it. This is even great for larger stores like mine. That that really, I think this is going to be a big deal for us because there would be there would be PTQ seasons where we didn't get to run a PTQ because well, some other store has to get the opportunity, and, right. and now we're not going to have that problem. Right, we're right. going to be able to run one every single season. And uh, so TOs, I, I would I would say you know if TOs are willing to work together a little bit here, everyone wins. Like if you go scheduling yours on the same day as someone else's within the same area, that's bad. You know, that's bad for yeah. both of you. Uh, but well, it looks like you have a three, like a two, three month window to to plan this right. in. So, so it should work out. Sh- yeah. Talk. So if you're if you're a TO and you're listening to this, talk to other TOs, even if you don't like them, because <laughs> really, you, you that, I mean, or at the very least, pay attention to schedules so that if the, a conflict arises, you can change it. Yep. Uh, advertise early and often. Yeah. And I would encourage the L2s to reach out to the various local stores and make them aware of your existence. Yeah, I think we're about to get a rush of, well, I tried to get a level two for my PTQQ and I couldn't. And, uh, you know, PPTQ. And then you can uh, you can stop that. Two, two P's, one Q. PTQQ, <laughs> the Pro Tour Qualifier Qualifier. P, the PPTQ, PPTQ. So now, now here here is a, a concern. <laughs> Okay, and this is this is there's a lot of stores where the store owner says to an employee, hey, you need to get yourself that there level one so we can run us some GPTs. Okay. Um, well, so those stores are in the south. What? Well, I mean, <laughs> when they say that exactly, it's in the south. <laughs> yes. Well, where am I? Specifically, they're in, in Georgia, right? Hey, y'all, go get that L1. Hey, y'all. Why don't you go get that there L1? Yeehaw. <laughs> You dog it. While while you're out there taking that test, going out in my pickup truck and get me my my shooter rifle. Oh, did you pass? Uh, oh, well, uh, butter my butt and call me a biscuit. It's <laughs> <laughs> been a weird episode. Yes. <laughs> already knew all your butter, butter my butter my butt and call me a biscuit. So, so anyway, it's such a weird episode. All right, keep going. Keep okay. Going. So so anyway, I I have a a suspicion. That some TOs now 
are going to go from, hey, I want to run me one of them there GPTs, I need me an L1, to, hey, I want to run me one of these PPTQs, I needs me, I needs my L1 to become an L2. And this is on the L3s to um, uh, exercise the discretion. And just because the TO really wants someone to be L2, okay, that should not factor in or impact, you know, how you go about evaluating this judge. It's almost like one of the, the L2 requirements is working for two different TOs. Yeah, it's almost like that. It's it's almost oh. like that. It's like, once again, it's a plan. Weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's and, and, right. And you look at you look at some of the L two requirements, it's like being able to knowing how to perform a deck check, knowing how to do it, fill out an investigation, knowing how to fill a, a match slip out. I mean, these are all things that you would need to know how to do at oh a PTQ a PPTQQ. <laughs> I know it's like banana. Like when do you run out of nas banana? No, no, that that song banana. tells us when B A N A N A S. Come on. What? No? What? I don't know the song. Is that is that like is that like a northern thing? Is that a young person thing? <laughs> I don't know. Since apparently at some point I joined Brian's age group and not the rest of the show. I don't know when that happened. How old are you anyway? I don't even know if I know the answer to this question. I'm 30. Gee, you're in my decade. I know I am. I'm in Brian's decade. I am not yet. Th I will be 30 this year. Yeah. Yes. And by this year, I mean like the last week of December. Well, I'll be 31 by then. Joe, just, how old just, are you? Just I'm 29. See, we're getting up there. Old men of so, so Joe, Joe and I, Joe and I are the same age then. So just, just to be clear, I was uh, referencing a Gwen Stefani song, which has nearly 40 oh, million views. B A N A N A S. Uh, yes. I played that song at my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Times have been around this track, but that's not. Gonna let hold me I, back. I don't. I don't know. Hey, Prillman. Is that Holler? Is You're that Hollerback holler girl. girl? Is that Hollerback yeah. girl? Yes, it's Hollerback girl. Hollerback. Hey, man. <laughs> No principals, no student teachers. That's Brian right there. Everyone wants to be the best, but there can only be one. Is that a Kesha lyric? No, these are all <laughs> lyrics from that song. I, I don't know. All you speak I've heard is this Kesha song. lyrics when you start singing. And, well, before I discovered Kesha, that song was my Kesha. How did you go from not knowing this song at all to knowing everything? Because all word? you said was B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Like, how am I supposed to? Like, uh, I knew what he was referencing. You should have said that bleep is bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. And then I know the song. Yeah, but the, the, the bleep doesn't tell you how to spell the word. I understand. Oh, man, this reminds me of the next Bad Examples with Professor Dunk segment. <laughs> just, all right, all right, all right. Emails, right? Are we done with this? Yeah, so ultimately, seriously, with the PTQs, I, I like this change. I think we're going to have to, well, truly, what I'm about to say applies to everything we've talked about. Uh, we're going to have to just wait and see how it pans out. But the PTQ one seems seems pretty cool. Uh, another Another CJ personal moment here. Um, I have a feeling this will mean there are less sealed events, and that makes me personally, as a judge, happy. As a player, oh right, I don't think, I don't think you mentioned format. Did you guys? Oh, we didn't oh, mention no. actually the the format. Um, so yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say the the format for the preliminary qualifiers, as I understand it, it is chosen by the store. They can choose uh, current format, sealed, uh, standard, or modern. Yeah. And then the, all the regional ones will all be the same format, whatever they decide. And I believe that format will likely rotate. I don't think that was said either, but it most likely it will rotate. Feeling it'll rotate from season to season. Um, but yeah, since it's more cost-effective to run standard, it is my hope that as a judge, many of these will be standard or modern. And I 
Well, hold on. As, as a judge, I really enjoy sealed PTQs or sealed, sealed events when they are in the uh, five to seven round range. Sure. I was going to say the five to seven player range, but yes. <laughs> Man, my next PTQ, I'm shooting for 10. 10 rounds. <laughs> okay. Or I was thinking 10 players, right? No, I'm very, so so we set the record. Uh, la- our last PTQ set the record for largest attendance um, ever at a PTQ, as far as I know, and that was 408. And then the next weekend, there was a PTQ in the UK that was 409. So in order to break that record, I've got to have 410 or more, and that's automatically 10 rounds. Hmm. Why would you, Why do you want to do that to people? Okay. You're a bad person. <laughs> this is bad example time. Bad with, example time with <laughs> Professor. Bad Dunks. example time with Professor Dunks. All right. Joe, yeah. any final thoughts on PTQs, PPTQQs, PPTQQs. or no, bananas? I'm, or... I'm pretty excited about this. I think it'll be good for us around here. Like, I know, like, uh, a lot of the L2s have been talking to me about being concerned about not getting those head judge slots in, and this is going to be all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So stay, stay home from them. Uh, SCG opens occasionally, yeah. and uh, head judge uh, PTQQ. P-P-T-Q-T-Q-P-P-T. All right, we have a correction. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, with Spectre Ward. That's the card that gives the enchanted creature plus two plus two and, and protection from all creature, uh, excuse me, all colors. Was I wrong about this? Yeah, we were I, wrong. I didn't know that. Yeah, crap. I'm, unfortunately, we were wrong. Um, Man, I'm going to have to tell a lot of people I was wrong. Yeah. I've been telling people that for a while. Um, so Spectre Ward, uh, yeah, yeah. So it gives protection from all colors, and it says this ability does not remove auras. Or uh, does not, whatever it says, it doesn't matter what it says. The point is, we said that you could not use something like Sun Titan, something that puts the aura directly onto the battlefield and attach it to Spectre Ward, to the Spectre Warded creature. That's what we said. That is incorrect. Uh, apparently, so quick protection lesson. Uh, protection uh, teaches, uh, <laughs> sorry, protection lesson. Anyway, we almost had, a, we could have Professor Dunk's story time. Um, protection protects against four things, damage, equipping, attaching, fortifying, that kind of crap, uh, blocking and targeting. So what Spectre Ward actually does is it shuts off the enchanting part for auras. Uh, so what ultimately ends up happening is the, uh, Spectre Ward's protection does everything protection normally does, except the protecting against enchanting. So if you cheat an aura onto the battlefield through whatever means, you can, in fact, attach it onto the Spectre Warded. Yes, it so, does not so apply to just existing enchantments. Okay, so what you're saying is that it says this has protection from all colors except auras. Except auras of that color. Well, no, no, no. Except, um... It's- because because it doesn't give you protection from auras or prevent protection from yeah. auras, like if the aura can deal damage to you somehow. Right. But the auras can be attached yeah. to your dude. It's shutting off the auras can't attach to me portion of protection. Okay. Because yep. you still can't target it with an aura. You can't do anything like that uh, unless it's the right, colorless. It's a, spell, it's a spell on the stack. Right. But auras can attach to it if they are cheated onto the battlefield with a Sun Titan or something. So. Well, I, I learned something new from JudgeCast today. Yeah. Honestly, I, I still don't fully understand why, but... Yeah, the net rep said it's true, so I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, and they they do they do talking with Watsy before they yeah. answer futzy stuff like that. So, all right, we also have a couple of new level threes: Joe Lau from Hong Kong and David Rappaport. So, congrats to those guys. Congrats, guys. We're an hour in. All right, emails. Emails. 
Uh, let's try to mail time. Thank you, Jess. Someone said they they missed that. Uh, <laughs> so let's start with this first one from Frexian Librarian, if that is your real name. It says, hey, guys, love the cast. Not a judge, but I do answer a lot of questions on Facebook and in my local game store. And I think it makes me a better player. So I'm going to keep listening anyway. And you can't stop me. Uh, oh, yes, we can. Philbin earlier insulted all of our listeners who are not judges are trying to be judges we have a lot of what? listeners what what did i what i insulted them you not you said yeah, you on did. facebook you were like i saw that yeah you were like if you're not a judge or trying to be a judge why do you even listen to us why we have a lot of a lot of listeners who are players and not judges and don't want to be yeah. judges. for those of you that fall into that category especially the like two people that said that to me at comic-con yeah you guys are awesome and thank you for listening and we appreciate you ron you're turning away ad revenue here no, it was more. It was more the ad revenue. It was the ad revenue. <laughs> I it's wish. More. I wish we had ad revenue. That's uh, being that's a judge sorry. is awesome. If you're not someone that wants to be a judge, why don't you want to be a judge? That's not what you said. That's that's that is. If you read between the lines. Oh, okay. Well, you're I just didn't. so quick to assume the worst possible thing. That's been the, the theme of the week, hasn't it? Yes, yes, that is the theme of the week. The sky is not falling. The sky is not falling. All right. But in all seriousness, I hate you all. <laughs> oh, uh, my question is about outside notes. I have two modern decks that have a lot of cards in common, and which one I choose to play at a given event may change on short notice. To avoid having two mostly identical decks sleeved up, could I use stickers on the front of the sleeves to indicate which cards belong on which deck? For example, a blue sticker for cards in deck A only, a yellow sticker for cards in deck B only, and a green sticker for cards in both. Uh, that would allow me to quickly put either deck together without having to buy multiple playsets of cards or constantly de-sleeving and re-sleeving. Or would markings like that on the cards count as looking at outside notes during a match? This is a very good question. And the first thing I'm going to say about this question is always, if you are going to do this, always check with the head judge. Always. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, this pretty much, uh, I feel, and, and the other guys on the show might disagree with me, but I feel this falls into the minor strategic advice of cult card altering mentioned in the MTR. Uh, are you saying you would allow it or would not? I think I'd allow it. Okay. Yeah, okay. I agree. Yeah, that, I, I'm saying I think it's fine, but you should check with the head judge. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think that it even or are you saying that it does not count as strategic advice i'm saying if you could definitely make an argument that it does and i could definitely build strategic advice into it but i think it's it's so minor i'm not worried about it is what i'm saying yeah the the only thing that i'm concerned about this is being able to somehow tell like like what what card you're going to get for example if the stickers are in different places or it's it causes the deck to sit funny or anything along those lines but if but if i cannot tell from manipulating the deck okay those those the 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 stickers then i'm fine with it as well i mean that's like i said that's that's a marked cards issue and i think this basically is covered quite clearly in the alters policy yeah now if you stick the stickers on the back of the cards <laughs> that's a different that's a different issue entirely yeah but the fronts are normally hidden all right joe i'm gonna let you answer this next one joe do you have cats uh maybe <laughs> i understand all right <laughs> this is from aiden from australia I had a question concerning the interaction between Polymorphous Jest and Is It Staticaster? So Polymorphous Jest makes um, Polymorphous Jest, not Jest. Yeah, it's. I was going to say that I, I did not know this card existed, and that's awesome. Like, uh, what is this? You need, need foils. <laughs> Says until end of turn, each creature target player controls loses all abilities and becomes a blue frog with base power and toughness one one. 
And is it Staticaster basically does one damage to all creatures that share a name. Uh, essentially, the question I'm asking is: Does the Jest turn their name in Jest turn their name into Frog, or do they keep their name and the Frog is their new type? I believe I know how this interaction occurs, but just making sure. Well, and I was looking this card up on Magic Card or Magic Cards that info, and it's not there. Polymorph is just yeah. It's, so they, it's it's turn to frog for everything. Yeah. For if all if your you answer this creatures. question for turn to frog, you will answer it correctly. Yes. Okay. So it, this this thing has no name, so it can't share a name with anything else. It what? It has a what? name. Am yeah. I reading the card wrong? It just it just turned to frogs. It casts turn to frog on all your opponent's creatures. Oh, it, just, uh, it turns them all into frogs. Right. Right. So okay. what, what's their name? Frog. All right. Uh. So no, that is not correct. <laughs> that is that is the incorrect this, answer. This is why you don't ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, that really doesn't show up on magic cards on info. I did not believe you. No, no, so like they've they've been slacking isn't the right word, but uh, slower to do recent updates. Yeah, I think it's due to the gatherer changes. Yeah. Um, so a card like Polymorphous Jazz, Turn to Frog, all these kinds of cards, they do not change the name of a card. Uh, they only change the type. So when something says, uh, you know, this creature is a blue frog, uh, it would have to say a blue frog named frog to actually be named frog. So it's just a frog. That's its only uh, uh, type is frog. Right. Now, now something that's kind of interesting, when you when you create a goblin token, mm-hmm. okay, the name of the token is also the type. Like it, it inherits the when if uh, if you have an effect that just says you know put a one one goblin on the battlefield red goblin creature token on the battlefield the name of that token is the list of all the creature types that it got but then once that happens you can change that creature type to oh say frog and the name is going to stay the same. Okay, so you can actually you can have a, a goblin or a frog named Goblin. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yep. Yeah, I remember it was a bit of an epiphany for me when I learned that um, uh, spreading seas on a on a mountain doesn't change the name to island. It's just mountain with type island. And I was like, what? Now, interestingly, uh, Joe's answer could be correct if all of those creatures were face down morph cards. Yeah, see, that's I was skipping ahead to that question. I don't right, know. right. So he was he was thinking about sure. cons and and morph coming back. But their name was, still wouldn't be frog. They have no name. They would have no name. They have no name, which I think is what he said. They don't have a name. Anyway. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so let's so let's answer this. So because cons is a morph block. Okay. So I've got a bunch of morph creatures out. You've got an is it static caster, and you play one of those spells that gives everything minus one minus one. Uh, so all of my my morph dudes are essentially one ones. Is is it static static caster going to wipe my board? Man, you couldn't just use Maelstrom Pulse. You got to like right. Give it a bunch of cards. Um, no, things that have no name do not have the same name because null is not the same as a zero. Yep. So even though my morph dudes do not share a name, even though they have, they all have no name. Aiden, uh, also said one more thing. I love that when old judge cast is asked, is asked the bolt goif question, they spend the next 30 minutes talking about the steps to casting a spell. And when you get asked, you say it doesn't die and move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we have we have such a backlog now. We can just be like, we'll refer to this episode, and then we don't have to go about it. Well, they also they also did it. That was the first time they did it. Yeah, that was the first time they ever talked about casting a spell. So right. So we we've done it. Uh, so we kind of referred to that for a while, and then we did our own episode, and now we're just going to kind of refer to it. Plus, you guys you guys don't want to hear us go over the same rules every 
every episode. But there are people that come in new that haven't heard it. So we do have to you know, break things down from time to time that we've previously done. For, for those of you that have come in new, uh, if you're interested in, in kind of basics, I'm going to plug it here. If you go to judgecast.com, CJ has separated out a bunch of our most useful episodes into what I believe is a how to be a judge section. Something like that, yeah. Um, and, uh, so if you're like, well, I don't know where to start and I kind of want to be a judge, there's a lot of useful stuff in there. And I've already heard of people using that section to, to learn stuff. So good job, CJ. Thanks. Much, much better than the, how to be a judge section on the wiki, on the judge wiki. Yeah. Much better. <laughs> so next email comes from Zach. Zach. Uh, he says he really enjoys the show. He says his rules question is theoretical. Um, oh yeah, he came up with theoretical, but it didn't have to be. So he said, if you were able to splice Glacial Ray onto a spell with Storm, such as Grape Shot, would the resulting copies from the Storm Trigger also have the additional text added by the splicing? So let me clean this up. Let's just say you splice Glacial Ray onto another Glacial Ray, and then you reverberate that, right? You, you don't have to have a hypothetical here. You just reverberate uh, Glacial Ray. So does anyone know the answer to this one? This one goes deep. Splice. So yeah, anytime yeah. you copy a spell, it's going to copy all of the text on that spell. And the way splice works is that it adds more text to the spell. So you will get the extra effect on the copy uh, spell. Yeah. So this one, this one's pretty unique because, like, if you if you say while the spells on the stack uh, make it black, right, and copy it, you're not going to copy the fact that it's black. Um, I don't think. No, <laughs> no one's jumping out and correcting me. I, I actually think you do. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'll edit that out. I'll just leave Joe's in. Oh. <laughs> Really? So it changes the actual characteristics of the spell? You mean if you if you were to make the spell a different color on the stack? Yeah. Yeah. And then copy it? I guess because there's no layers for spells. Hmm. Well, there there's sort of. No, there is, are layers for spells. It's, layers it's a little different. Effects. All the layers affect. Then, then why isn't it just a continuous effect? Why why like a spell that's put on the stack as a copy of the black spell? Why why doesn't it come out as red if it's a glacial ray or whatever? Be- because the rules for copying spells actually lists what it does and does not copy like what parts of it so and we can yeah i'm I'm reading it right now (laughs) the copy values the values derived from the text printed on the object um as modified by other copy effects yeah i I don't uh maybe i'm reading i guess i'm just blowing it all over the place today things not to do with professor (laughs) Doug. so do you guys like read these questions beforehand or you just kind of just do them sometimes (laughs) usually one of us read them because we answer them but like like we don't all we don't like really go over it beforehand. (laughs) well usually we don't mess them up (laughs) podcast pros we don't we just wing it (laughs) yeah no so yeah i think i think i'm right i think the see splice specifically changes the characteristics of the spell so it's unique in this situation um copy the spell yeah, I, I don't see any here that anything here that says because uh, it only copies the characteristics of the spell, uh, and black is not a characteristic; it's a continuous effect. It even says other effects, including type changing and text changing effects, are not copied. Yeah, and I'm, I'm reading seven, further down where that's seven oh six point two. Yeah, I'm reading further down where it talks about copying a spell specifically, seven oh six dot ten. Anyway, we have a long-standing rule not to read rule numbers on this show, so... Yeah, we're, we're in a, a little bit of a nerd fight here. <laughs> um, well, I think I'm right. Well, I have a Garrick axe, so clearly I'm right. <laughs> I do not have a Garrick axe. That's that's a might-makes-right situation. Okay, let's see here. Um, a copy of a spell or ability copies all the characteristics of a spell or ability and all decisions made for it, including modes, targets, the value of X, additional or alternate costs... Um, Splice is uh, splices in there, isn't that the decision to splice? 
let's see here. We, no, well, Splice is there because Splice changes the character. To, like, if you go read Splice, it says these. this text becomes the new characteristics of the spell. Oh, okay. Well, then it works just because the ability Splice says it does. Basically. Okay. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. So short answer, yes, the copy will have the spliced text. Yes, it definitely will. We all agree there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Then what about if you fork something and then copy the fork oh. version? We'll, we'll address that on the next episode. We'll figure out the answer. We'll address it on the next episode. We have an entire episode on copying things and this didn't come up. Okay. Maybe it did. Like maybe maybe I just don't remember. Maybe we answered this already. That's funny. Go back we were smarter. We were smarter back then. This is what happens when you don't use a rule for like two years. Yeah. Are rules like muscles? If you don't use them, they rules are rules are like muscles. We're about to have a lot of judges learning a lot about morph very soon. Yeah. Uh, well, morph, morph is great because it, we love... use that fantastic part of GRVs. Oh yeah, the upgrade. Oh god. Can't wait. Love it. Every moment of it. All right. Well, we'll talk about more for another episode for sure. All right. One more from Daniel. Also, I want to I want to apologize for Eric. Eric, he who has sent us a lot of emails, but a lot of them have to do with hypothetical cards. So I'm not going to read them, but I want to. He also he also liked uh, like I'm, I'm sitting here at home one day and my my phone just starts exploding. He liked like every photo in the Bear Cub contest. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, he, you can tell he's going through the old archives and catching up. So he's he's a new fan. Yeah. So it'll Hi, be a Eric. While before he hears this, but hello, Eric. All right, from Daniel. He said he sent, he sent questions. It's like back in episode seventy-two. Yeah. I heard that you said so and so and such. It was like what? I don't even. That was. <laughs> did we? Sure. Oh. All right, Daniel. So he asked me to change the question, change a word in his original question here. So he says, if I control a, uh, let's say, goblin guide and he attacks with it, so he reveals the top card of his library. Or no, he's been attacked by a goblin guide, right? Yeah. Yes, he's been attacked by a goblin guide. And so he's revealed the top card of his library. Um, So he says what he does is he turns the top card of his library over and he just sets it there on his library. So say it's a land, whatever. Uh, In casual games, that's what he does. He just leaves it there face up until he draws another card. He's asking, would there be a penalty for this at higher levels of play, so a competitive REL or maybe even regular REL? Um, is this something that he can do or what? Also, he's another listener that is not a judge and is not interested in being one at the moment, yet still listens. Ryan. Don't want him. Don't want him. <laughs> oh, sorry, Dan. Please stop listening. I do. I do. I want him. Yeah, I want him. Two to, two to one. Joe, yeah. you're gonna you're you, gonna you've tie been, it up. You've been upvoted. Joe, oh, I, I I don't have a vote. Remember, I'm not one of you folks. Crap. Horse pucky. Well, horse pucky. Horse horse hockey. Brian, the thing you missed was my wife yelling the exact word that we said we shouldn't say on the show. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to bleep it out. Awesome. Awful. Awesome. That's the best. Anyway. Okay. So so I have revealed a card, or I've revealed the top card of my library because of a spell or effect. And I'm leaving it face up just so my opponent, because I'm a nice guy and Mm -hmm. I'm giving my opponent plenty of time to be aware of what that top card is. Uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. So there's there's a thing in 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 the in the IPG that says, hey, if players are playing in a way that's clear to them but not clear to an observer then you know, that's you, you can ask them to clarify things but don't 
don't issue a penalty. And in this particular case, it's it's kind of one of these things. Probably what's going to happen is you're going to flip over the top card. You're going to leave it there. The opponent is either going to say, hey, flip that card back over, you know, face down, or he's going to not say anything because I see what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and and that is clear to both players. So if you're a judge, you might stop and be like, hey, what's that doing? And then they explain, and then you go, oh, okay, and walk away. I, I think the only time that you sort of step in is if instead it's a coarser or proof fix sort of thing, and it died, and the card's still face up. Yeah, Ian, then... Well, no, I, the only reason I would do that is just because it makes it very easy for them to yeah. flip it up after they draw. I get what you're saying. Right. Yeah. But you'd probably just be like, turn that over. You wouldn't be like, yeah, this yeah. is looking at extra cards. <laughs> and you've left well, no, it flipped you, up intentionally. That's cheating. <laughs> you, you would normally shuffle the random part of your library. And the card that you revealed, is that random anymore? I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> you are... Um. All right, that was the last email. So if you want to email us, you can email us at judgecast at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash judgecast or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash judgecast. Also visit our website, judgecast.com. All right, Joe. Hi. Thank you for being on. Thanks. Um, I'm not editing out when you were wrong. Oh. I was wrong on my first JudgeCast. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, but mine was... I shouldn't have been wrong. No. Uh-oh. I don't even oh. remember that. What were you wrong about? Uh, I forgot what the layers do. No, 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 no. CJ. Me? Yeah, oh, it wasn't with you. Other... It was my very, very first JudgeCast. Like, oh, I, I was yeah, on yeah. No, guest. I listened to that episode, but I don't remember uh, what it was. It was Valakut... They were asking me something about Valakut and, like, Primeval Titan and... Um, Intervening of clauses? Uh, it wasn't about it. Like, I just could not follow the question. They were like... I was like, what is Valakut? It's like five, six other lands, you know what I mean? Like, it was still a new card at the time. So so one of these things is some of these questions when you don't actually have the cards in front of you yeah. are a lot harder. So it's completely, it's completely understandable. And... You listeners at home, you know you've done it too. <laughs> Don't judge. Don't you leave judge. that to me. You leave that to me. I'll judge you. Trust me, man. I'm a scientist. Yeah. Well, and Jess is a professor. He is a professor. Professor Dungs. All right. Oh, Je- Joe. This yeah. this is the part where I let you plug anything you want in the entire world. In the entire world? Sure. Lots of things. Um, I mean, I I talked about my store earlier. We have uh, Worlds Apart Games in Amherst, Mass. We are the the first cooperative game store, which means that we're a bunch of hippies and volunteers, huh. and we run magic events, and it's fun. Cool. Do you want people to contact you? Because if so, you can give out contact information. Well, it depends on what they're contacting me with, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I have an email address. It's my name, so joe.hudo at gmail.com. And then I'm on the Facebooks, and I stalk people on Twitter. That's <laughs> not the right word. Um, That's what I do, too. But, but don't don't post much. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're one of my stalkers on Twitter. Yeah, probably. I am. I, I, have, I have some stalkers on Twitter, I'll tell you what. <laughs> tell you what? So many. I, don't I do, know. I don't do the Twitters. All right. Oh, man. Twitter is awesome. If you'd like to stalk me on Twitter, please do. No. At it's the cause... Slam Dunks. The the problem is I I also run the Magic Judges Twitter account and then I do stuff on the JudgeCast. So when all the the stuff that I want to say I I kind of set it on those accounts. By the time I get to my personal account and really I'm just left with. Yeah. <laughs> no, your your personal accounts for the, like the the nice vitriolic things, the things that you're angry about. Oh, I do that on Facebook. <laughs> I'm I'm very angry on Facebook. <laughs> all right. All right. Well. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this this strange journey we just went on. Uh, 
It was a fun journey, but it was a strange journey. My name's CJ Trader. I keep it fair. I'm Jess Dunks, and I have an axe. I'm Brian Frillin, and I keep it B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> I did that right, right? Yes, you did. Yes. B-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-S. See, I give Brian the opportunity to say that he keeps it fun, and no. He doesn't no, keep it doesn't. fun. No, I don't keep it fun. <laughs> I keep it I keep it old and crusty. <laughs> hey, Joe, what do you know? <laughs> ah, that's new. <laughs> uh...